0: Welcome, everybody, to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is March 24th, 2022. Time is 1034 in the p.m., and we're back with A Dark Glimpse Part 2. If you guys haven't listened to Part 1 yet, you need to go back and listen to that, or this one's not going to make much sense. But before we get into into this, coming back, is Sean P. Starr. You can find him on TikTok, at Sean P. Starr. All right? Find me on TikTok, at it's Doomsday Podcast 2.0. Find Al on TikTok at Big Underscore Daddy Underscore Prep. The email it's DoomsdayPodcast at gmail.com. And once again, I'm going to shut up and we're going to get right to it. I hope you guys enjoyed part one. Let me know. Give me some feedback, guys. I got you. And Sean, I'll I'll tell you what we we man the the things you tell me in here that they blow my mind. I mean, some stuff it's like I've had a glimmer of insight into this, but it like it's. It's kind of like I'm missing pieces to the puzzle and you fill in those pieces, um, which is awesome. And I know everybody appreciates you having here. I'm looking at the chats here and everybody's uh, really, really appreciating the conversation. I did want to give an opportunity since we are in the second hour here. I did want to give an opportunity for a couple people to call in. I'm going to make this a select group of people because I want to have a good, intelligent conversation going on here. And I don't want to get like off track like we sometimes do on this show. Um, But I was going to give an opportunity for red pill to call in because he's right up your alley. He knows a lot of what's going on with this kind of stuff. And I think you guys could have a good conversation together. And uh, also if raccoon wants to call in, he's more than welcome to as well. If not, we're just going to keep on going. Thank you. King Troy for the gift.
1: I have a quick question. What are the nuclear implications of a civil war here in the United States? Okay,
2: if a nuclear ballistic missile was to be used, um, it's not, they're not going to use it to decimate a city. The reason for this is because they want to keep the infrastructure as intact as possible because they don't want to have radiation fallout. If they were to use an ICBM, uh, my belief is. That they're going to send it into the stratosphere, which is pretty much eclipsing between the um, the where the ozone layer is, which is before space, just before. space. Do it as yeah. an EMP. And, yes, and they'll detonate it uh, in the center of the United States, which would allow a blackout.
0: Red and Pill, you got, a, the, you got a little bit of a, an echo there, Bud.
3: Um, wasn't aware of that. Yeah,
0: it's it's not too bad. It's it's a little one. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and mute myself. Welcome in, Red Pill. I'm sure you've got some questions for Sean here as well. And then uh once again, Red Pill is highly steeped in this information, Sean. I, I feel like it's gonna be a really good conversation. Okay.
3: Yeah, one of the things that I've noticed is is that. Um, you're going to see a lot of our former military going up against our current military and when they start losing, because this is by design, that's when you're going to see the UN peacekeeping forces step in and then it no longer becomes a civil war, but rather an outright global war. Yes. Yes. And so um, a lot of the things that you're going to find in this so-called Inoculation is that there are a lot of different variables within the MRC5s that, you know, will completely devastate a person's ability to fight off any type of infection. Where, you know, this way they will actually introduce real, legitimate types of bioweapons that will wipe out a population. And then you're left basically defenseless because you have no immune system to fight it off with. So I see this as a, a real uh, huge threat. And you see, the problem is is that they they overstepped and they allowed too many cracks, too many flaws to be seen with this because they ran several different computer simulations and each time that they would run these computer simulations, it always came up with the same thing. And that is, there was a great awakening happening. The uh, elites, the globalists, they panicked. They pressed forward way too soon. And that's where you're seeing a lot of these um, various interest groups that are basically, they're writing all this information down. They're keeping, you know, records of everything. They're exposing this little bits at a time so everybody sees this. So this release of information, I mean, you know, this is not a psyops like – you know, QAnon or anything like that. This is actual legitimate stuff that, you know, that we're seeing. And it's kind of interesting because there's no possible way that the globalists can win if everybody in the entire planet has been awakened to all of this because literally it's the billions fighting the billionaires and they would simply run out of ammunition to fight everybody off with. So they're having to be you know, react in this manner where they have to be proactive and basically killing everybody off, that or sterilizing them. So this way, you know, they have less people to fight them off whenever they go down because, you see, they've been stealing from, you know, like the American taxpayer and, you know, various other governments for literally centuries. And, you know, this is like, you know, nobody feels like they owe the government, you know, 30-some-odd trillion dollars for bailing out these socialist banks that took over, you know, from the Federal Reserve and all this stuff because it's like these are some crazy psychotic people and, you know, the best thing that they could have done for themselves was to try to, you know, impose this type (laughs) of, you know, bio-warfare where this way, look, they're not afraid to nuke the planet, but they would rather do it to where they didn't have to destroy anything if they didn't have to.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what they, they want, want is, is they want to be able to, be to, take, able to take the entire, the entire, entire infrastructure uh, with very little or no resistance. And that is their, that's their ultimate agenda. Uh, I, I go back to what I said previously. It's easier to control 500 million people than it is to try to control 8.5 billion people.
1: So so what's the end goal for all this? I mean, we have civil war, we have all this stuff you guys talk about. What's the end goal for these people, though?
2: Well, the end goal is, is simply a one-world government domination and control over every aspect of everyone's lives. Um, because when your numbers get down to 500 million, People, these rich people, these elites, the ones who are behind all of this, they stand to gain a much greater profit down the road.
1: But this is what I keep telling everyone like, for their, then they have the profits that they do, in the like, okay, you make money because of what money can buy you and what it can do for you, right? All luxuries that come with money. But if you right. eliminate the population from, what is it now? Six billion people down to five hundred million. You have no one to operate those luxuries. The, you're you're basically going back to the Stone Age. So. Well.
0: Hey, preppers! Do you want ten percent off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code Doom Ten at checkout for ten percent off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code Doom Ten at checkout at readywise.com d-o-o-m 10 for 10% off at readywise.com
2: not entirely because we're we're in the we're in the digital age now we we have more and more robotics available uh you'll see what 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 you'll see is is more so is there's a large explosion of ai technology and robotics so those AI and robotics are going to pick up a large slack of the physical labor workforce. For example, if you have a factory that produces microchips, you don't need to have human hands to handle that. You just need one operator to basically run an entire factory, just inputting codes and lines into a computer instructing them to computers what to do and the computers do it themselves. Um, we're starting to see uh, vehicles that are being operated by computers as there is no truck driver. Um, so you're going to get into a lot of that. Um, most of the labor force, the human labor force anyway, is going to be doing more of the dirty work, might be mining for the lithium, for the minerals, uh, but you'll see a lot of computers involved in that as well. So essentially they reduce the human population to 500 million. They can logistically, they can get away with making even more money uh, based off of just using computers uh, because the computers will do the large bulk of the work. As traditionally in the past, we've always relied on um, humans to do the assembling, um, the creation, you know, and with the AI computers. Um, you know, all you have to do is take a look at Elon Musk and what he's accomplished in two short years. He's able to take a rocket, launch it, and then not only uh, bring the rocket back down, but land it on a pad out in the middle of the ocean successfully. So you're going to see people like Elon Musk even benefit from this. He's going to be far more wealthier than any of us could ever imagine. Um, And folks like him are are going to have the resources available which is the money to essentially control and dictate how the rest of the general population lives. So uh, that's just a reality that is happening. And it's literally unfolding right before our eyes. And um, it's just, what's sad is that a lot of folks just don't see that because everything's can't, everything is sugarcoated, you know. Um, you know, there's a fine line between genius and madness. And what really, what to push that genius into madness is just keep giving them money. You know, keep setting up scenarios so they he can keep building more and more money, and that's his that's his end goal is to achieve a goal of having a limited supply of of money. Um, whereas people like you and I, we would have to we would have to resort back to the Stone Age to to just to find a food. Now, I'll give you one very good good example. In all of this, um, take a look at post-World War II Russia. Now, they suffered a massive financial collapse and economic proportions, okay? And a lot of people in certain bigger cities were, well, they were killed, okay? They were falsely accused, sent to the gulag, and they were killed. Now, the people that lived out the country They had to go back to relying on their ability to uh, catch and kill wildlife. But the problem with that is wildlife started to run out. And a lot of the wildlife that was left kind of wised up and figured out how to hide. So folks were eating rats. They were eating uh, kitty cats. In fact, there was a lot of cannibalism that was going on at that time. And this is not something that's far fetched from what can happen in the future. From this point on out, you um, know, it, it, in history, is many times many certain circumstances where uh, people end up resorting to cannibalism because they couldn't rely on the government for assistance. Because at that point, the government has total uh, total control, total autonomy over every aspect of that person's life so a lot of people end up starving to death some people they resort to cannibalism or eating their household pets you know whatever it took um that's why it is super essential that people get into prepping because it's going to be it's going to be ugly um it's going to be a long hard for all basically um the, the, the the secret to all of this is just to outlast it, you know, just outlast it, write everything down, document everything, uh, because down the road, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren and our great, great-grandchildren, um, they're going to want to know the history. They're going to want to know exactly how this all happened. Uh, more details, the better, because, uh, <clears throat> like I say, I go back to, uh, not trusting the government with our education because look at what it's done already. So, when we pass down this information to our generations, these generations are going to learn. Now, as this belly spins, you get about 10, 10 generations down the road, that information starts to get watered down. Take it through your traditional textbooks, you can see a lot of that stuff's been watered down. However, if your great, 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 great grandparents had a diary of some sort where they kept all this information from uh, the Civil War, okay, how everything transpired, how the the, the decline of society that led to the Civil War, um, and, you know, the post Civil War, how the country was trying to find its way into recovery, um, you would see that there is so much similarities of what happened then, it is happening now. And you could basically use that as a map, a guideline, to actually see what's the next step in the course of the government's actions, I should say the Congress' action in regarding all of this. So that's why I say it's, it's super, super important that people just keep documenting, because you know, if you get something <clears throat> um, uh, viable information off the internet, you know, um, and that is true, it's not some media propaganda um, like, for example, when, uh, when President Trump declassified the CIA files just before he left office. Now, I have all of that, and I'm storing, not only store, but I printed them out um, I have a little kind of a diary in a sense. So uh, everything's outlined so that future generations now, my kin, will have access to that. And they can see, okay, this is how it happened. And my role in it and our role in it is super, super important. So hopefully the future generations will figure out a way to prevent this from happening again.
1: So why not just do the EMP or, or why not just cut the power out and just let it unfold from there? Like why, why, why don't they just do that?
0: Well, hold on real quick before you answer that, Sean, to your point about generations forgetting history, it's amazing to me how many people nowadays don't know about the Holocaust, Holocaust or what it entailed.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's. I just, I just that had to throw is, that out there. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, that is the reason why we need to con- we need to continue to document everything. Um, when I worked in security, as you have, we always knew that whenever there was an incident, even not when there was no incident, we always documented everything that happened, uh, what we did, what we saw, what time, the date, um, who was involved, the color, the, you know. Right down to the fine detail, because those details make up what actually happened as an eyewitness, so that down the road, if this person decides to sue you know the client or the company we work for, we have an undisputable amount of, of evidence, which is the eyewitness account on all from us and in such great detail that whatever story that this person is supposedly suing us for is going to fall through the cracks because it's, it's not going to be believable by any jury uh, simply because his story has a lot of holes in it. So that's why the details are you know extremely important. And we have a lot of details of our history that has been slowly washed washed out of our books. Just like you we said, we got kids today who don't even know about the Holocaust, and that's because they were they took civics out. And civics, uh, <clears throat> the reason why civics was important, was because of all those details. And uh, to answer your question about the EMP, the reason why they're not going to use the EMP, outright is because our military is still strong at this point. So our military has their own source of electrical uh, power that is protected uh, within mountains or limestone hills. Um, a lot of the bases have some sort of makeshift Faraday cage um, and in an essence. So right sean not, this would
0: this would only affect the citizens it's not going to affect the government they're they're prepared for this
2: exactly exactly they've had years and years and years we're talking probably 80 to 90 years worth of preparing for eventuality like this that's oh, why and, and sean and we, why, we, not, we,
0: okay, okay. hold on hold on real quick michael uh sean we got a chat for you in the comments from mike of tampa bay he says uh Ask Sean about this disruptive technology if it's still a viable option.
2: Uh, what technology is he talking about?
0: I, I don't know. He just said, ask him about disruptive technology if it's still a viable option.
2: Oh, disruptive technology. Disruptive.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Disruptive. Maybe I said that a little bad. I'm uh, sorry.
2: Yes. Uh, EMP, electromagnetic pulse, is, is one part of it. Um, Other disruptive would be um, based through technology, um, the control of information flow, so, which means as they can, they can literally shut down airwaves. Um, um, they have the satellite capabilities to what they call a blackout zone. They can cause a radio wave blackout zone, which means there's no one, or anyone with a ham radio would not be able to effectively communicate with another person. A lot of the, a lot of the uh, radio, uh, radio waves will be scrambled, so you won't be able to hear what somebody else is saying. They won't be able to hear what you're saying, even though if your antenna is putting out that power. It still won't be able to to get to where it's going because they have that destructive uh, ability to do that. Um, we've done this with Iraq uh, through the AWAC airplanes. Um, we use the disruptive uh, forces that way. Um, they can also attach to then use a lidar, uh, which is basically what the U.S. Geological Survey uses to be able to penetrate the ground to take pictures. Um, it's not very hard. They can retune it to cause a blackout spot. Um, maybe there's a band of patriots who have been uh hitting convoys. So what they'll do is they just before they move a convoy or they're going to, you know, talk about sending a convoy out, they'll black out that area. So there's absolutely no uh, electronic communication. So the only way they'd be able to do it is if somebody inside the military was a mole and had to uh physically themselves go to that location Give out that information, or they'd have to pass it off through paper, um, a means of paper communication. Um, so, yeah, they, they, we, our government has that capability.
0: And I don't know if that, it, Michael, does that answer your question as far as the EMPs go? Well.
1: Going back to what you said about, you know, well, the government's prepared for it and it would only affect the civilians. Well, isn't that who they want to affect? Like, don't wouldn't the government just be be okay with cutting the power off be it EMP or just shutting the power grid down uh, for civilians, because then the civilians would have a, you know, excessive need for the government and military intervention to try and keep things under control, you know, to try and get supplies to the, you know, civilians. Um, like, why wouldn't they just go ahead and do that and blame it on Russia?
2: Well, see, that's the thing is, you know, um, they need to weaken our military forces. They, they, they need to weaken them in the upmost way. uh, so that they end up becoming either either compliant or they're not in the service. Uh, so at that point, the UN can, come in as the primary force Um, and from that point on they can disrupt every, the entire electrical grid Um, and at that point we're we're, we know at that point, okay, well, we're going to be we're still going to be saying, going to the government say, hey, you know, help us with whatever, but the thing is, is that we're not going to be able to get that communication out to the government, okay um, the only people that are going to have access to communication is going to be the U.N. personnel or the U.N. troops, okay? I'll give you one very good example. So, in the latest Red Dawn movie, you see where they had an EMP uh, of some kind that disrupted that Seattle power grid, right? And the rebels that were fighting these Chinese troops saw that they had this black box and that's their form of that's how they communicate so you're going to see the exact same thing but the movie Red Dawn always ends with the rebels winning the the American citizens fighting back and eventually winning so whether we know it or not our government has been studying those movies as part of their playbook so they run these scenarios and they know okay well we can't just send an EMP, uh, an EMP device whether it's through ballistic missiles or whatever we can't just sh- shut off the entire country and then try to attack the military we need to weaken the military all the way around So much to the point that they can't fight back and the ones that are there are going to be compliant and they're not going to have much of a choice, okay? (laughs) It's going to be thinned down so, so drastically. Then they do the EMP, then we're virtually back in, like I said, or, you know, we were saying, we're back into that kind of Stone Age period where we're not going to have Electricity for our basic household needs, or even much less for transportation. So, it's going to make moving around almost virtually inaccessible. So, we'd have to find other means and methods to be able to move around. And they're going to be watching for any vehicles that are moving around, you know, whether it's through drones or whether it's through an AWAC airplane, whether it's through a LIDAR airplane. Um, they're they're going to be monitoring those without our consent. So that's the challenge. That's the real challenge. That's that's the playbook that I've seen when I was in the service on how anyone could. It's the only way they could defeat the United States is they have to remove the military first. They have to decentralize it, demoralize it. They have to just basically just make it virtually impossible for uh, an organized military group, okay, to still have access to electricity, to power, to vehicles, to have everything in working order. Um, they have to take control of their bases first. Uh, they'll utilize their bases, but they're going to leave the rest of the country
1: without power. So it gives them the tactical advantage. And the other thing that bothers me, though, is because, I mean, we talk about history and people not knowing history. Do these people not know history? Because when you look back, the last time a civilization that was even it it still wasn't even close to the power for that time of what the United States has. But the last time something, you know, remotely similar to us fell they went back in time for like a thousand years. Like they you know, the, when the Roman Empire fell and it didn't even fall in the kind of way that you're talking about, I mean, they went from people went from having running water and plumb indoor plumbing to not having that again for another what, thousand years almost?
2: for um, a long time, yes. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is if you if you have a country that you're trying to take over and you leave them virtually you know, inaccessible without any electricity or uh, vehicles to say, um, you, you know, you have a complete control of that entire country. So what's going to happen is they'll, they'll slowly integrate a lot of this stuff back after they've collapsed our government, got rid of the constitution and just, you know, abolished our way of life and forces into slavery because at that point once we're in slavery and we're in chains we're not going to have that um we're not going to have and and not only that but we have a generation or several generations that were taught watered down history or if any no history at all or they were taught alternative history which is Based on this whole concept of progressive, progressive liberal ideology, to focus on oh, you know, the slavery, the situation with slavery, and 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 um, and, and you know, the division of everything, and that itself would be something that will continue on because of the younger generation, because they're not going to see beyond that until future generations down the road come along. And they're not going to buy into that bullshit because everybody's a fucking slave. Well, at that point, they're going to say, you know what, this is your, your crap is, makes no sense at all. And that's the generation that's going to have to figure out how to take this country back. And that's the generation that's going to have to do the rediscovery of who we were. And so that's why I say it's essential to have, document everything, write everything down, every, every detail, because of that generation, you know, we are going to allow them that, that information, because information is power. And so, dumbing down our society to the point that they don't know why they're fighting. They just become compliant because it's progressive, you know.
0: Sean, um, I, I want to... Uh... So someone in the chat, uh, James of the Slightly Serious Show, is asking if you could go through the next two week scenario again. Um, people in the chats are curious about that. If you want to go through that, I'm sorry to keep asking. I know I've asked you to go through it twice already, but if you want to go through it again, um, there's people in the chats requesting it.
2: No, that's fine. So in the next, two, you're going to see within the next two weeks, there's going to be another pandemic, another coronavirus mutant variant, whatever you want to call it, It's going to spring about, okay This is another false flag event. This is going to usher in um, where the federal government is going to clamp down on state governments to to do a lockdown, okay But I believe they're going to do it on a federal level, which means is they're going to lock down the entire country. Uh, by declaring a national martial law, which means is governments will either have to comply or federal government comes in and basically takes over. And they'll do it through uh, sanctions. They'll do it through um, uh, through the military industrial complex, which is the mercenaries, um, and through the United Nations. So at that point, that's when they're going to mandate, okay, well, you don't have a choice. You have to get this, this this new vaccine shot. And this vaccine shot is going to be loaded with a microchip along with parasites. And these parasites are engineered, biologically engineered, so that they multiply slowly over the duration of the next six months to two years. So at that point those folks that have gotten it uh, when they get when you want to go buy gas, you want to go buy food you get bare necessities uh, you have to scan your way in and once the parasites simply start showing up in the biological system, the microchips will that, and they will send that information through the scanners. So this is where we're going to get into getting into your uh, uh, separating and dividing people up your top one percent of the wealthy people in all the world will not be taking this shot they don't need to according to them everybody else will have to because they'll they'll push they'll try to push the propaganda right along with all of this because they know that they have sympathizers and supporters out there who are gullible because of the dumbed down education so we get into that point where now we either have to resist 100% and risk everything to fight for our freedom our radical freedom um, or we comply just so that we can get enough food and gas and be able to go to work for the next 6 months to a year and by then you're going to start to see more and more people are going to get sick and die, and they're going to start dropping like flies. As far as hospitals are going to be overwhelmed, and that's just going to push them even further to really start clamping down on everyone, um, restrict their basically restrict our movements and our ability to communicate. You're going to see interruption in the internet. You're going to see interruption in the cell services. Um, and that's where the, the 5G comes in to play is that these 5G towers can be uh, controlled from satellites. Uh, whereas traditionally before the 1G, 2G, 3Gs, uh, they were more operated on uh, higher level radio waves. Uh, that have to be disrupted from on the ground. 5Gs can be uh, disrupted from uh, satellites in space. <clears throat> then it's going to usher in a civil war. And along with that, the military has been demoralized. Um, they have been decimated at that point. You're going to see a lot of people being discharged, honorably or dishonorably. You'll see a bunch of them locked up. You'll see a bunch of them just honorably discharged. Um, higher ranking officials will be compliant because this is their career. This is risking everything. If they don't take the shot, but you're going to see a lot of them get sick and die along the way. The U.N. simply just slowly just takes over. Um, and at that point, we're we're really going to be in over our heads. Uh, so, but the White Hats, they do have a plan, and they're simply exploiting the weak points that Black Hats are doing. So they're allowing Black Hats to play it out because they know that they're going to make all the wrong moves. So, you know, uh, Bishop to Rook, okay, we, we took the Ukraine situation. Um, the Russians are, uh, Putin is part of the, the whole process of exposing all of this information. Um, but we're going to see a lot of support down the road. From I've heard the it Russian said a couple and, of times
3: before uh, that Putin was actually a white hat.
2: Food news, food news part of the white hat.
3: Okay, well, that would explain why he's taking out all of the uh, Russian bio lab, I mean, the uh, Ukrainian bio labs, which all of the, uh, you know, there's a lot of politicians that have vested interest in these bio labs, and yes. Putin is not no. having any part of that. And there's a lot of people that are no. saying that he's no. actually a black hat. And it's like, it's hard to tell with him because, you know, he is former KGB, but however, he's looking out for the best interest of his people. Um, Now, the thing that I kind of have to wonder about is if they do enact martial law, that gives legitimacy to each and every one of the statements of the Nuremberg code being broken that, you know, if it does get declared as martial law, then we can actually have a leg to stand on as far as having crimes against humanity charges filed and actually having them stick because There are a number of people that have, you know, like I said, this has been a bioweapons release. Um, They have enacted elimination protocols and, you know, they they're using subversion from within because they can't take on the U.S. military in a more traditional sense. So they have to go the subversive route and destroy from within. It's basically like a cancer. And you have to exactly excise right. it and cut it out from within.
2: Yes, and you know what's funny is Muhammad al Gaddafi, when he was the leader of Iran, okay, before he was assassinated You mean Libya by RCIA. Or Libya, i my apologies. But yes, Libya. Before he was assassinated by RCIA, um, he said very clearly that um the United States would not be destroyed. With an outright fight, uh, with tanks and airplanes, but said the United States will be destroyed from within. You, and by Abraham Lincoln said the
3: exact same thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, Lincoln said the same thing as well. So we have, you know, we can't just dismiss, you know, this. If you want to call him a tyrant, okay. If Muhammad al-Qaddafi, you want to call him a tyrant, okay, that's fine. Which we can't dismiss what he says because it goes in line exactly with what Lincoln said. So, as you notice now, uh, well, over the last two years they have been trying to topple uh, statues of our former politicians, of great ones like George Washington, um, Paul Revere, uh, George or uh, Abraham Lincoln. And not just Those who to fail to learn from statues,
3: history are doomed to repeat it.
2: They're they're trying to basically reverse-engineer the message is these people were racists, okay? So the word racism actually comes from a a Russian propaganda minister back at the time when it was a communist country. So this this, uh, playbook has been thoroughly thought out, thoroughly planned, and it's been wrote up uh, since the 1980s, the mid-80s, when this book came out, um, and only a very no, few No, this has actually know. been going
3: on since the 1830s. Yeah, that's the... the when you want to talk planet. about the five major families, yes, this has been going on since the 1830s. This started with um, the Industrial Revolution and collectivism and how that led to... Karl Marx writing about, um, you know, communist theory. Mm -hmm. And then from that point on, it's like, here is somebody who has never, you know, toiled in the ground a day in his life talking about collectivism. And then, you know, the, uh, the restructuring of the banking system, this has been an ongoing thing by, uh, the group of the five families that, you know, they exactly. own everything. They've got 400 trillion tons of gold sitting in the mountains of Switzerland, and it's guarded by the most heavily guarded mercenary force the world has ever seen. These people yep. are psychotic.
0: Yep. In uh, and, Red Pill, Eric's got a comment in, in the chats for you. Um, it says, America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we lose our freedom, it will be because we have destroyed ourselves from within. Um, 16th President Abraham Lincoln. Thank you for that, Eric.
2: Exactly, exactly. And that's where we get into all these tactics of division, okay? And then when the pandemic came out about, uh, they used the propaganda of fear to make people compliant. And they saw exactly how compliant people were. Um, And at first, not there's not, there's a There's a few of us kept saying, no, don't be compliant, don't be compliant. But there was a lot of people that fell in line and decided, okay, we're going to take this vaccine shot or a second vaccine shot or third vaccine shot and, you know, these booster shots and they say, oh, well, you know, I got this vaccine card, I can go into where I want. Well, those are the people that are the younger generation. These are the people who were, their education was whitewashed. You get into the, the X generation, the baby boomers. Those are the only ones that are still resistant to and know that this is wrong. They know that this is um, this is not who we are as a country. and They know something is not right. And so when they start asking questions and poking holes at everything that's going on along the way, we're, we're turning things up, we're actually turning up real, real-time evidence, and we're saying, okay, and they start adding them up together to get a picture, and now we're starting to see the picture very clearly. Oh, this is the reason why they did this. You know, that's hey, how Sean, they started.
3: I'd like for you oh. to go to the, uh, the BitChute platform, and I'd like for you to look up a 12-hour movie. It's called Europa, The Last Battle. And before okay. you start believing that it's some white supremacist shit, you should know that it was suggested to me by two black men. And it shows that everything that we have learned through our history books is a complete lie. I was yeah, surprised so, yeah. at the number of black soldiers that were fighting for the Nazis. It was mind blowing <laughs> to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, well, if you take a look at the Civil War, um, there were. Uh, Black individuals that fought for the South, um, and whereas traditionally, you know, a lot of people were not taught that in school, because over the last two or three generations, they they've literally whitewashed that completely out. Um, <clears throat> now the Democrats know that they lost that war, okay, and so now they're flip the script and they're using that against anybody um, who, who is white for example but they indoctrinated the schools by using the liberals to further their little wicked agenda of perversing the entire education system and they're basically utilizing all this stuff so that we get to the point where we are today where people are rediscovering the actual history oh oh my god this actually happened you know or they start questioning the history that they were taught you know um and we're i've seen a whole lot of people a whole lot more people now uh, that are waking up uh, they're starting to see the truth starting to add things up together themselves and they're, they're not okay with what's going on and and that's the one reason why I agreed to come on the show tonight was well, because I want to show the rest of the picture, you know, the, the rest of the picture for the future. Because um, everything that we've gone through in the last 90 to, to 100 years, um, this is all painting what we're getting to that apex in our society. And when we reach that apex, It's not going to be comfortable. It's going to take everybody out of that comfort zone. And they're gonna have to rediscover how to live on a day-to-day basis, how to function, how to get around, how to socialize. Because at that point, we're we're not gonna have, the internet's not gonna be available to us. Cellular service is not gonna be available to us. And we would be darn lucky if we actually have a landline but we might only be able to call into a doctor or, or you know, or to a government official only. Um, just the same way uh, communist Russia did with its own people. They have... even restricted mail services. So if somebody wanted to mail something out, the government with a snoop would go through your mail first just to make sure you're not writing any Western conspiracy things, or so they say. Um, and if you did, that they would use that against you and simply take you and put you in a concentration camp. Uh, uh, because,
1: sorry, real quick, I want before you go too far away from this, I wanted to ask you about something you said. You brought up how, you know, when they brought the rollout vaccine, how compliant everyone was, and um, how the younger generation was brainwashed because of their education, that the baby boomers are the ones that, you know, still at least realize that you know, what everything, what's all going on. But actually the numbers don't support that. It actually is opposite because if you look at vaccination rates and, and not just CDC reports, but state level reports, I mean, just anything and just based off people I know and how they feel, the baby boomers have the highest vaccination rates, it, and it's like almost what close to probably closer to 90%. And it's actually the younger group that are like my age, like the millennials and stuff that have more distrust in the government and far lower vaccination rates. And we're the least compliant with all that.
0: Hey preppers. Do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code doom 10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at ReadyWise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at ReadyWise.com.
2: Yeah, you know, it depends on, and now that's something that depends on um, your area, the location where you live. Now, for example, I live in the state of Illinois, so this is a Democrat, this is literally a Democrat run street, okay? Um, Republicans here, um, where we are, we are literally the minority, okay, Um, so a lot of the Republicans here were pressured by Democrats into falling in line with their agenda, Um, and I know a few friends that I live with in town here um, were pressured into getting the the first dose vaccine anyway. uh, once uh, I met up with them after the first shot, um, I started sharing um, actual facts and actual evidence. Um, then they started questioning, you know, they, they started, well, this doesn't, this doesn't add up, this doesn't make sense. I said, yeah, uh, but you take a look at the majority of the Democrats um, in the state, uh, most of them have gotten the vaccine. Now, when I worked at a vaccine center, which was run by the U.S. Army, for 19 days that I was there, 19 people died. And at least three people a day of those 19 days were severely injured by the vaccine shots. So my particular job, and my involvement, in fact, was whenever there was a reaction, I have to go back with the Army personnel while they're working on this person behind a white curtain, I have to keep the family members out. And then if that person dies, they tap me on the shoulder. I have to walk down um, to the door, open up the door. There's what they call the CRT crisis response team that has a black ambulance with no markings on it. And they bring a cot in and... They have a body bag. They just load the person up, put them in the body bag, zip them up, cover them with a blanket, and walk them out the door. Um, Their family members are not allowed to see them or have any contact with them. Um, In fact, the ones, I did end up talking to a couple of family members along the course, and I gave them my phone number, and I said, please contact me. And let me know if you've ever had the ability to be able to see or to see someone um, after all this, um, because I need to know. And they contacted me, and they said they were not allowed to. They were not allowed to have an open casket visitation. In fact, they weren't even allowed to go into where the uh, funeral home was to see the body. Um, In fact, the body was cremated and they were told not to do an autopsy after the person has died, which is the reason why they had the crisis response team taking the bodies to the funeral homes so they can cremate the bodies immediately. So once the bodies are cremated, there's no way to do an autopsy. Um, And they would be given the ashes in an urn. simply because no virus is alive at that point. So then they could have their funeral services. But initially in the beginning, all funeral services were delayed for at least six months. So there was a backlog of a lot of people who had passed away, but they, they had cremated them and put them in urns. So by the time the families decided, okay, we, we want to do a funeral service, then they were allowed to do a funeral service most places were not allowed to do a funeral service at all, so they would simply did was just give them the urn, and they take the urn home, or they take it to the to the cemetery, and they would have to hold the service in the cemetery.
0: So, Sean, um, just real quick, uh, Red Pills requested that I send you his email address, so I'm going to send that to you it to you in a chat on TikTok. So be okay. sure to look for that. Um, definitely look for that. And, guys, I just wanted to give a heads up here. We've got about eight more minutes left. And I I was on the fence about doing a second show this evening, but I'm going to leave it up to you guys in the chats if you want a second show to go on. Um, It's obviously going to be more lax than this one. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, and we, we will allow for more collins on the second show of the evening. If we do one. If we do one. Um, But if you got just – Don't mind me guys. Continue.
2: Okay. So, uh, if anybody has any questions or concerns about what they should do, here's my advice to you start prepping now, especially for medicine and for food. Those are the two most essential things that you're going to depend on. Uh, I would say, you know, um, maybe stick with the dry stuff. Um, And if you can have access, if you have access to water, great. Um, I was, like myself, I have five five 55 gallon drums um, where I have uh, rainwater stored into them. Uh, They're filtered out as it comes into the house. So, but, um, you know, start uh, start educating yourself on how to prep. Uh, and this is, a, like I said, this is a great show to come on to, to learn about prepping. Um, if you have more questions, you can ask, uh, you know, anybody in the prepping community um, that's on this channel, on TikTok, um, on this particular show here, um, what, you know, what what stuff to get. I would suggest, you know, whatever books that are available that you get your hands on, Um I know it's kind of late in the game, so to say, um, but now it's better than never because like I said, if everything goes according to plan, uh, we hit another lockdown, um, you're gonna be in kind of in a pickle without having those resources available. And a lot of folks, you know, during that time couldn't go to work. So, um, you know, Getting another stimulus check is, is, I don't think it's going to happen. I I honestly don't. Um, If they do, it's going to be as to a select group of people. I don't know. I believe they're going to be targeting the Republicans or anybody who supports constitutional freedom. Um, So chances are they're not going to be getting any, any stimulus money. Uh, you're going to see more of those who are the liberal Democrats who fall in line, who'll be getting those. Um, so, you know, battling that, but we're going to see food shortages down the road here. Um, and definitely we're going to see a major drastic change in the financial structure as well. So, I would say just start prepping. And, you know, it's spring now, and we're going to be getting into summer. So, um you know canned food or, or you know uh I almost even suggest buying salt a lot of salt because you can use salt as a preservative um in other cases you can use salt for you know for multiple use of things um so that's my suggestion to you is to start prepping now um don't wait at the end of the day. I am building a a, um, a, what's it called? A fuel-less generator. So I'm actually in the process of finishing it up. And once it's finished, I'm going to be shooting a video of it. And I'll be explaining in detail on how you can build it yourself. And you can use this as a means for electricity down the road. Um, But during the event of a martial law, here's my suggestion to you, and and I'll say this very plainly, black out all your windows with black paint or whatever means necessary, then no light comes through. Because in the event we have martial law and the power grid shut down, you don't want to be attracting anybody to your home because you have electrical source. So, uh, but I will release that video on TikTok and on Clapper as well. If you
3: have any 5G appliances in your house, the 5G acts on the Wi-Fi system and it can actually... Detect your movements inside your own home, to where this way, they can see wherever you're at in your own home. Exactly. I thought but that was kind of creepy.
2: I I okay. So myself, I have no, uh, no five G of any kind in my home. Uh, I don't even have a power source coming from the electrical so. My my house is basically. I've gone Amish in, in every sense in retrospect. So, for that purpose, um, you know, and plus I live in a neighborhood that's been impacted by a flood. So, this is going to be the last place it's going to come looking. But for anyone who has, you know, any type of 5G Wi Fi down the road, um, when martial law does occur, um, my simple suggestion is to disconnect your 5G Wi Fi box. Or anything with 5g uh, you can stick it in a Faraday box a Faraday cage box um, and that will block all any and all transmission they won't be able to see what you're doing security cameras as well take them down um, unless you've got a direct line-in security camera which like i do and um, that is not connected to any wi-fi or cellular device so um and I will say this, uh, I, I sold a security cameras for quite a long time, and my company did anyway. And I've gotten into taking them apart and knowing exactly what's in them, how they operate, and how the companies that they manufacture these things, how they're actually gaining access to people's homes through these security cameras that they are buying. Um, once I found out this was the reason why I shut my company down. This is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles in front to the following cities. Orlando. Miami. Pittsburgh. Dover. Newark. Richland. Philadelphia. New York City. Baltimore. Los Angeles. Las Vegas. Boston. Seattle. Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned. The next emergency message will be a presidential address.